Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The View, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, except for last week, is Victor Adams. Hey, John, how's it going, man? <laughs> Pretty good, man. You're looking a little tan, but down there in Disney World, Well, huh? you know, I, I found out they have 110-proof lotion, so <laughs> it was that hot that I actually put that on, and I still got a, a little bit of sun. I hear so, you. I bet you guys had a good time, man. We I did. It was, to it. Uh, you know, core memories were, were developed by Ella, so that was good, and, and then uh, loss of, of income was definitely felt. <laughs> yeah. with I would call that more than a five, loss of income. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, we did our best for like four four days of just drinking water, and then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, man, we're just going in it. We're just going to right, buy drinks. Eight dollar bottles and, of right, water at this right, world, right? But it was good times. I mean, we were, we were. I mean, definitely hiking. We had like every day was a different park. Yeah, and I probably walked. I mean, we collectively we probably all walked uh, each around seven miles a day. It was, yeah, it was intense. I hear a lot you. of waiting, a lot of walking. Heat was just as Florida weather is. Yeah, you know? it was well, you're from there, the so you should yeah. be used to that. Right, but. right. But, uh, well, we missed you. Deacon Jeff stepped in and helped out on the show last week. Good, He's good. here applauding himself yeah. right now. He did do a good job. He deserves the applause. But, uh, yeah, we talked about some good stuff last week, and I'm excited to have you back this week. And you missed a couple of things while you were mm. gone. We launched the new Just a Guy on the Pew membership. Oh, cool. So, you know, we've been talking about that and moving away from Patreon and just trying to build something that's more um, capable of what we want to do. You know, one of the things that we talk about here is helping men grow in holiness and virtue, and that's awesome. We need to be doing that on an individual basis, but I really think it takes community. You and I have seen that in our uh, men's group at our parish Mm -hmm. and a lot of things we've done in men's ministry, that you can only do so much by yourself. You need to be walking, staying shoulder to shoulder with brothers, and that's what we're trying to do here in the Just a Guy in the Pew community. So guys, if you want to sign up for that community now, you can do so by going to justaguyinthepew.com. You can click the narrow road at the top. There is now a button in there that says join the community. When you do that, there's a fee of $25 a month, but here's what all you're gonna get. You're gonna get a monthly copy of the narrow road mailed to you. You're gonna get monthly narrow road videos that go along with each week of the narrow road every month. You're gonna get exclusive interviews with all of our guests. So anytime we've had a guest on, we always do an extra 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes. You're gonna get access to that. You're gonna get deeper dives into the weekly podcast topics that I do every week. So, you know, we only have so much time on this show. So I go into some of these things in more detail and answer some of the questions that people have, you know, sent in on those deeper dives. There's also a membership you're gonna get into a private virtual group where you're gonna be in there with the other guys. It's where community starts to come in. There's also monthly Zoom hangouts where you get to hang out with me and all the guys in the community where we're talking about just whatever, the different episodes or what's going on Mm -hmm. in our life and, you know, just growing together as brothers. You're also gonna get early bird access to all of our future retreats. We are planning in-person retreats. So you'll be you know, one of the first people to be able to sign up for that before it goes out to the general public. And then also to any courses, which we're working on leadership courses and everything else right now. When those come available, you will get first crack at those too. Is, so, it, is there a, a course by Bill Don Heath on how to be a spiritual Jedi? Because I heard that <laughs> today. Well, if it, I'll have to talk to him about that. We, right. haven't, we haven't written that one down yet, yeah. but that's a good thought to put in there. But so all of that's gonna be in there. And so it's no longer any more of the, well, give, you know, pay five bucks and get a koozie or any of the different levels. Mm -hmm. I really wanted everybody to have access to everything. So it just made sense to say, okay, the narrow 
their roads at $20. It's $5 to ship that. And then you get everything else, right? So you're getting every bit that we have to offer here. And you can do that. It's, it's simple. It's easy. It's not confusing. You can go right there and sign up and you can start getting it uh, this month with the exclusive content and you'll get the narrow road book next month. So all of that's there. We also have launched the Just a Guy in the Pew merchandise store. So when where we had the patron gifts before, where you had to sign up at ten dollars or twenty dollars or fifty dollars, right. whatever, hundred dollars to get a shirt. Now anybody can get the merchandise. So if you want a koozie, you can go to the store and buy a koozie. You want the coffee mug that's really nice, that stoneware, you know, handcrafted, individually made mug. You can buy, you know, it. There's the the Columbia fishing shirts. We also just picked up. Um, some five by five car uh, magnets with the logo on it. So those are in there and hats and a bunch of other stuff. So if you want to just support the show that way through buying merchandise or you just want to wear the stuff, you know, or, or use the stuff, you can go to justagathenpew.com, click the store at the top and be able to buy anything that you want and get it shipped right to you. So that's there. All that's been happening while you were gone. We there's wow. one thing that hasn't changed. Glad I wasn't on committee then. <laughs> that's right. I've been in trouble. That's right. Well, we are. Uh, there's one thing that hasn't changed, and that is our sponsorship by Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. They're still here with us. They've been supporting us every week and uh, every month through the narrow road, and we're so appreciative of that, guys. You've heard me talk about it before. If you're struggling with pornography, you have to have something to block that stuff to keep you from being able to see it, or if you try to see it, to alert someone that is your accountability partner so that they know that they need to come and talk to you about what's going on in your life. Covenant Eyes does every bit of that. They help you stay virtuous in that uh, fight against lust and, and, and pornography. So don't let sexual sin hold back your growth. With screen accountability from Covenant Eyes, will help you live a porn-free life of integrity and enjoy deep, meaningful relationships with God, your family, and friends. You can sign up for a free trial through Just a Guy on the Pew at start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. So again, that's start.covenanteyes.com slash pew. Guys, go there today. Don't think about it any longer. If you're struggling, do something about it and go sign up for that free trial. So, Victor, today we've got a, a pretty unique topic, one that I've, I've thought about talk, talking about here for a, a while now. Mm-hmm. And just other things have popped up, you know, when reading the scriptures or something during the week. Something goes, oh, never mind, I don't want to talk about that. But this is something that I think is avoided a lot uh, in, in life, talking about it. I think a lot of us do it. Um, to this day, I still do it if I'm not careful. Um, and that is being deceitful. Um, you know, a lot of times with men or people in general, we don't treat lying like we do a lot of mm-hmm. the other sins. You know, it's before you know it, if you've been lying for a while, it just sort of rolls off your tongue. It's it's sort of hitting the easy button, right? That like staples easy button right. uh, in your life when there's things you don't want to talk about or a question you don't really want to answer or somebody asks you, did you do this or something like that? And if you hadn't and you know you're going to get to it, sometimes there's, you know, the proclivity to say, well, yeah, yeah, I did that knowing that they're not going to go look and then you'll have time later to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's things like that, these white lies that we start to tell in our life and we go, well, they're just white lies, right? They're not a big deal. Um, I'm not going to hell for that, right? But that's not the truth. You know, lying is is just as much of a sin as being deceitful is just as much of a sin as anything else, right? It's There's not a different category for that. And I know there's been a lot of guys that have written in over the years and this is one of the things they're struggling with. You know, it really is sort of, uh, the gateway sin, if you will, to other sins. You know, a lot of times you hear in addictions that, you know, a lot of people start off smoking marijuana with drug addiction. They say, well, it's not 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 a big deal. In five, six, you know, years down the road, they've done ecstasy or pills or mm-hmm. cocaine or heroin or whatever it is. And they find themselves looking back and saying, it was when I started doing that, right? It didn't seem like a big deal. Everybody's doing it. The country's right. about to 
uh, you know, make it legal in a lot of places or already has. It's not a big deal. Well, we sort of do that with that sin of lying and deceit in our lives. We we sort of get it, give ourselves a get out of jail free card for that. And it's I can tell you that that's that's not very good for your spiritual life. Sure. Uh, as a guy who who I can look back at my former life, and we'll talk about that in a minute, and and remember just that when people ask me, they say, you know, what was the worst part, the addiction and all that? I said the lying, like the lying, because once you start that ball rolling down the hill it's hard to stop, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to, you're going to get flattened by it because it's just built of lies and lies and lies and lies and lies that just keep getting growing and growing because you're always having to try to remember what you've told people and, 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 and trying to, once you've told one lie, you have to keep another lie and tell another lie to keep that one alive. And so we find ourselves in this, this constant state of sin because of it. And once you open your, your heart and your life to that, you open your life and your, and your heart to a lot of other sins too. And what you're saying is kind of like we create like a hidden part of ourselves to where we get to the point where there's more hidden of ourselves rather than the authentic part of right. ourselves. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're saying where you have to constantly spin these stories and you have to remember what story you told each person in order to make it real or to continue that, that storyline. Uh, a good example, like I remember my, my best friend uh, growing, you know, growing up, we, we roomed together, Ryan Stewart. Um, and he was an AA and he was sober for like six years prior to this time on telling the story. But one of the guys he was sponsoring, um, said that he had a boat, you know, where I'll go mm-hmm. fishing and he's going to pull the, he's, his own's going to bring the boat. So we had this whole, he had this thing where we we're like preparing. So we bought like food and got our gear and ready and we get to the dock and he's like yelling on the phone at pretend person, whatever, that didn't bring the boat. He mm-hmm. told about this elaborate story about how big this boat is and how fun we'll be able well, turned out he never had a boat, yeah. but he continued that story to be whatever, yeah, you know, cool and so, or accepted, right? right. Or and so it was, or, yeah. it was one of those things for me. I was kind of like, why would you make it so elaborate and fool so many people that they spent money to go on this pretend trip that you set up, you know? But that's the thing is that's the that's the the trap that we find ourselves setting all the time, yeah. And then all of a sudden we we set the trap on our own selves, right? You know. Well, you do it, and you think, well, this isn't a big deal. I'm just going to tell this person right. this, and it's not a big deal. And in the case of your buddy, that person tells somebody, hey, did you know so and so has a boat? Did right. you know it's this? And he's going to do this. And next thing you know, somebody comes up to you out of the blue and goes, hey, man, I heard you had a boat, and you're going to do this. You're like, uh, right? Yeah. And the, in the yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. Ryan and I were just sitting there going, what do we do now? Yeah. But it was just one of those things where it was kind of like. You're you're kind of like a tidal wave hits you of like sure. it's dominoes. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. really is dominoes. One domino falls and they all start to fall. Right. You have to stay in front of that lie, and it's it's a it's it's just like you're building your own prison cell, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like you're mixing the concrete, you're getting the rebar, you're putting the bars up, you're you're literally building a cell around yourself to have to live in because of the lies that you're that you you've told, and it, I mean it's just terrible because you think. You know, guys say things like it's not it's not a big deal. Nobody got hurt, right? No it's not like I killed somebody or I stole something. But you did. You killed the truth, right? Mm-hmm. You stole the truth. That as Christians we're called to live in the truth, right? As followers of Jesus who says, I am the truth, then we have to live in the truth all the time. And when we're lying, we simply can't do that. And and, and it's just like I said before, you become okay with so many other things because you become comfortable with lying, right? It's all about um well, you know, I've told this, now I got to tell this. And you have that initial nervousness, that anxiety when you're like, oh man, if anybody finds out. 
But then before you know it, you've spun so many lies right. that it's just second nature. And, and you lose the feeling to it. You become numb to it, right? Because it's serving your purpose. Now you're getting these accolades for things that you lied about. You're, you're safe away from anybody ever finding out the truth of anything. And it's like, well, now I got to do is just keep lying and keep going. But then you start to realize, man, things are easier in life when I can just lie about stuff, mm-hmm. right? I don't have to face the truth if I lie. You don't have to deal with things. I can make, I can make myself sound like the greatest person in the world. Or I have this stuff in my life, this money or this house or this, like you said with your buddy, and you can spend this whole new life around yourself that isn't true. It's all built up of lies. And and I think that's where a lot of guys find themselves. And the thing is, like I said, when, when you become comfortable with the lying, it doesn't just stop there. It's like, okay, I'm, com- I'm okay with that now. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else presents something different. Maybe it's lust. Maybe it's uh, adultery. Maybe it's something else. And you go, well, you know, uh, that was something I said I'd never do, but you know, she sure is pretty. And, and you know, if I do this, all I, all I got to do is lie, right? And like, I can just tell my wife that that didn't happen, or I can lie to myself, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the first person we lie to most often in our life is ourselves. And all of a sudden, you're covering up these growing sins because you've learned something, a way to do that, right? A way to take away the pain, the guilt, uh, all the other feelings because you've learned this skill, if you will, of lying. But it's not a skill, it's not a skill of life might be a skill of death, Mm -hmm. but it it also plays into our selfishness, right? When we lie, it's not about anybody else. And sometimes we'll tell ourselves, well, I lied to protect somebody, you know, and and there's cases where people have said, I lied because it's better for them not to know than for them to be hurt. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I'm not going to judge that. I'll leave that to God. I mean, I don't see too many opportunities where that's the case. You know, unless it's just something ridiculously horrible well, to keep somebody right. from. And there's a whole ethical problem with it. With right. Like, of course, if, if like, say, World War II, when people were hiding Jews from the Nazis, of course, they lied to protect a life, right? Right. So, I mean, those things are justified. But sure. what we were saying is, like, being honestly and truthfully deceitful on purpose. Right. right? And that's the thing is, is most of the time when we're lying, it's to cover ourselves and the yeah. things that we have going on in our life. It's not to protect somebody else most mm-hmm. of the time. It's like, well... Okay, my wife asked me if I did this, and I didn't do it, but I know she's not going to check for a while, so I'm just going to tell her I did it, and that'll give me time to do this. You know, you think like you're 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 protecting her or you're saving her from getting. She won't get angry this way, and she won't get upset, and the day won't be ruined if I just tell her this, and then I'll go do it. But no, that isn't about her. That's about right. you. That's about you saving face. About you building time for yourself to go do something. It's really about protecting yourself. It's about selfishness, and that's where lies lead us to. And that's why, like I said, it's it's a gateway sin. And I'll give you uh, an example from the Bible. I mean, right in the in chapter three of Genesis, where uh, the serpent shows up and he's and he's trying to trick Adam and Eve or Eve into uh, taking a bite of the apple, and she knows what God has said: "Do not eat of that tree." And but the devil starts to spin it right and go, "Well, he did he say don't eat of any tree in the garden? Because if he didn't say that, this is a tree, mm-hmm. and this tree's in the garden, right? And if that if he didn't say this specifically or he didn't mean this." then it's okay. So if you look at that, there was a lie that was spun that that Eve believed in and took that fruit, took that apple, and bit it and then gave it to Adam. And then what happened? The world was open to sin, to death, to all the other sins that we know in this world started with a lie, a lie that was believed. And that's what I'm getting at here is we look at lies as if they're not a big deal. It's something that can be, I can go in the confessional and it's a venial sin and da-da-da-da-da. But that venial sin leads to great sin. You can see that right there in that first uh, book of Genesis, where the fall of man started because of a lie that the father of lies, mm-hmm. the devil, spun 
to trick uh, man into stepping away from God. And then we find ourselves in all these sins and the mess we've been in ever since, all because of a lie. I think a little bit of that deceit begins in like a sense of comp- competition. I mean, I, 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 I may be totally wrong with saying this, but like say, for instance, say in business or any yeah. kind of like career, there's competitors out there, right? So you're trying to like hide information, you know, that works for you guys, right? And that's why a lot of this ransomware stuff going on, right? People hack information, all that stuff, but I digress. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is like, so when someone from a competitive, you know, facility comes up to me and they start, you know, probing questions, there's a point where I kind of know, okay, where it stopped being friendly conversation now, it's probing questions to figure sure. out how I do what I do. Right. And therefore to take that information and use it for them. And maybe, you know, subjugate or, you know, subvert the people that I work with to get an edge on how to get that referral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could be innocent, could not be. But that's the thing is that we, we, we purposely re, like withhold information and therefore we may throw a little red herring out there to keep them from guessing what we do. You know, and, and that's the thing is like, it, if you allow yourself to kind of like be protected, that's fine. But then it gets to the point where, well, if I do it in work, man, what's the difference? Sure. If I, if I, if I protect this information, I'm just protecting, you know, you, you, you delude you yourself. It. Yeah, you delude yourself thinking, well, I'm protecting my family by not, not knowing where this money's being spent. Right. Or so well, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's white lies and you justify right. them. It's, it's not a big deal for me to do this. And I can tell you from my own addictions and things, that's how it started out was, well, I'll do this once, but I won't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Or I'll tell people I didn't. And then I'd start doing it again and again. And my whole life was just made of lies. Like everything, almost every conversation I had with Angel was a lie about something. How many beers did you drink last night too? I had 18. You know, uh, who's, uh, you know, why was so-and-so over here so late last night? Why, why were y'all up so late? Oh man, we just hadn't seen each other and we were just enjoying each other's company. No, I was doing cocaine. Like it was just constant mm-hmm. lie after lie after lie. And that's where we find ourselves in if we're not careful. And you even lie and tell yourself that you're not doing anything wrong or that, that those lies are simply to protect people, but God thinks they're wrong. And we see several times in Scripture where this happens. Here's a verse right here. Here are six things which the Lord hates, seven which are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that, uh, that devises wicked plans, feet that makes haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and a man who sows discord among brothers. So out of those seven things, he mentions lying twice, a lying tongue, and a false witness who breathes out lies. So it tells you right here, these are the things that are an abomination mm-hmm. to God. He's saying he hates these things. Uh, from, from Proverbs 21.6, the getting of treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor in a snare of death. It's saying you're trying to get things that you want, that selfishness right. by lying, but it is a snare of death. It's saying, yes, this is enough to send you to hell if it goes un, un, um, un medicated by by the confessional if you will mm-hmm. unremedied by going and, and repenting of it uh he says here do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old nature with its practices and have put on the new nature which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator that's colossians 3 9 through 10 that's basically saying you have put on this new image if you've been baptized if you call yourself a christian if you're trying to follow the truth which is jesus christ then you cannot lie anymore. That's part of this. You don't get to do that anymore, right? right? We're all we're all imperfect. We're going to fall. We're going to fail. I still do in my life, and I catch myself sometimes. I'm like, why did I say that? That was not a truthful thing to say. Why did I say that? I need to go to confession, and I need to admit to that person that I just lied to them, mm-hmm. and I don't even know why, 
right? Once you've had that habit and you build it, it is very hard to get rid of. But here's another one. Therefore, putting away falsehood, let everyone speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. There's, that goes back to loving your neighbor. When you're lying to your neighbor, you are not loving them properly. Your neighbor being your wife, your kids, anybody in your life, you're not treating them, treating them the way that God calls us to. And, and we see this in the scriptures in multiple stories too. You see Abraham in the Old Testament, he told Sarah to lie to the king. Right, because he didn't want the king to know that he was her wife. Well, that, he wanted to get killed. Right, he yeah. didn't want to get <laughs> killed. Right, right. So he lied about that and, and made her lie, right? So he mm-hmm. made her guilty. And a lot of times that's what happens when we lie too, is it's not just us that we're bringing into sin. A lot of times other people, as you found out about your buddy in the boat, are brought in and now you have to lie mm-hmm. or, or you feel maybe uh, complicit to lie because your buddy's your friend and you don't want to let him down. So a lot of times through these things when we lie, we bring other people into sin because of our lies. You know, if you remember the story of uh, Ananias and Sapphira in in the uh, in Acts, I believe, in the New Testament, mm-hmm. where you know everybody was selling everything they owned, their land and everything, and joining the disciples, and they were to sell things and bring them to Peter and the apostles to uh, divvy up to everybody who needed something. And they sold the land and they gave some of the money to Peter, and Peter instantly knew it. Right. You know, he they gave it to him. He said, "Is this everything?" They said, "No." And he's like, he basically said, you're lying, right? You're lying. You didn't, why are you withholding things from us? And all of a sudden they turned to dust in front of them. Because again, God does not agree with lying. It's an abomination to him. So we see that. And even Peter lying about, you know, lying about denying Christ when they came to him three times, Mm -hmm. he, he denied Christ because he wanted to save his own skin. Now Christ gave him the opportunity to repent as he gives all of us the opportunity to repent. But that's the thing. Jesus always said that it was going to be hard to follow him. So we're presented with these things all the time in our life, these small moments and these big moments where, you know what, it would be easier and more comfortable for me to lie right now. But that's not what I'm called to. If I believe and I love the truth, right, then that means that I have to live as the truth lived, as Jesus Christ lived, being an honest person, staying away from deceit. And if we're going to do that, then that means there's going to be choices in front of us each and every day. And you may think, well, that wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big choice. It is a big deal. You lied, right? right? So every opportunity in our life, as we say in the narrow road and the other things, is an opportunity, thousands of choices each and every day to live in virtue or to live in vice. Each and every day with these opportunities, it is a chance to live in that virtue. So we have to understand this is part of what Christ meant when he said it is going to be hard. People will hate you. People will persecute you, right? It's because you tell the truth no matter what, and that's what we have to do too. Gotcha. Let me add this really quick. So Ryan Stewart, was, was, he was my buddy. And, mm-hmm. I, and I just want to make sure I clarify because I'll probably get a call from him. It was a guy he was sponsoring who was telling us about this. Okay. okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I no you there, but I didn't want to say. You got to quit hanging out with those liars. I don't well, get confused. Know, that was a long kidding. time ago. <laughs> but anyways, I, going further, what you're saying is that, um, yeah. you know, whenever you said lying and, and deceit, it sows discord. Yeah. Therefore, when discord's there, there's there's no way for love to bind towards each sure. other. And so that's what you're talking about is that whenever you the repetitive lying, that love slowly dwindles away with that mm-hmm. person, with that neighbor, and and that's when you find yourself alone and isolated. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like more often than not, the lying that you think is saving you from pain is saving yeah. you from all these things. It's just easier and saving you from the hard things we have to do. More often than not, that's what's keeping you from the freedom you sorely need in your mm-hmm. life. That's what I meant. Like in my addiction, if I had just one day gone to Angela and said I've lied a lot and I'm tired of lying, and just you know maybe she would have left me that way. I don't know. 
But that's what was keeping me in that prison because once you, like I said, once you build a house built on lies, you have to keep building on it or it's all going to fall apart mm-hmm. until you decide you don't want to lie anymore. But that's the, that's the place we get ourselves into. So we have to start making the hard choices in our life, guys. We have to start realizing that no, any lie, no matter how big or small, is, is a sin against the truth. And if we're, call, if we're going to live this life that we're called to, this narrow road, this, this virtuous life, and I'm talking to myself here too, guys. I'm not just preaching to a bunch of guys like you're a bunch of people that run around and lie all the time. I still struggle with this in my life. This is something that I need to hear. This is something in this show that I had to go and look up things in the scriptures, and it's reminded me of how God thinks about this and how seriously I need to take this in my own life, mm-hmm. not just speaking out here to just you guys. But we have to make our minds up that we're going to live in that truth because that's what Christ said. He didn't say, I'm a half truth. I'm the way and the, and, and the sort of truth. He said, I am the truth. And those that follow me are going to have to live in the truth. And they're going to have to make the hard choices. And we're going to have to walk that hard path. So often, look, if you're a guy that's out there and you're, and you're struggling in lies right now, you really need to go talk to your spiritual director, go talk to a priest or someone you trust about how do I get out of this? What's the best way for me to admit what I've been doing in my life? I want to stop this. First and foremost, pray to God to give you the strength and the and the and the uh, the path to follow to get out of those things. But look, that's the hard part. Like Christ said, it's going to be hard confronting things you've been lying about. Mm-hmm. But in the end, the hard things are the things that are worth doing, and they're the things that bring you closer to Jesus. Right? He's always going to be there no matter what you've done, the mistakes you've made, the lies you've told. He's not sitting there with you know, three strikes in your out card. He's waiting on you in that confessional. He's waiting to show you he loves you despite your mistakes and your faults. So look, we have all been guilty of this sin. This podcast is hopefully to bring this to light in our life so that we can be better, all of us together in that community. Guys, that's what we talk about each and every day in the narrow road. And in the book, we talk about walking in virtue and choosing the virtuous things in life. So again, if you haven't if you're a guy out here that wants that, you want what I've been talking about here, you want to walk in virtue and holiness, you want to be in a group of men that want to do the same thing, then seriously go and consider joining that that uh, Just Again the Pew membership. We're going to continue to build things, even an app in there where we can really be in constant contact with each other and grow this thing in that way and help men band together to defeat things like the, the sin of deceit, the sin of lying that we've talked about here today but we need each other to do it. So really think about that community, join it, and I guarantee you, you're gonna get some help that God wants to give you in your life to not only stop that sin, but some others in your life. But Vic, I hear that music. So look guys, lying is the easy way out. It's the easy path. Christ calls us to the truth and to the hard decisions in life. So make them today and let's take it to prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, so many times in life, we choose sin and the easy path. We often do this by electing to lie and bend the truth for our own gain or to save our own skin. Help us to rebuke the father of lies and the path of comforts he tempts us with. And Father, whenever we find ourselves at the crossroads of truth or deceit, help us to make the harder choice, which is to live in the truth. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.